Welcome everyone to the Mentium Matters podcast, where we talk about leadership, life, and the transformative power of mentoring. I'm Megan Cummings-Kruger, and today our conversation is going to look at the duality of change, sudden change, and that change also including that is not our choice, but was thrust upon us. That can be extremely challenging. I think everyone listening to this podcast can certainly relate to that to some degree. And while change can be difficult to endure and can be overwhelming in the moment, it can also result in dramatically shifting our perspective and be a source of that hard-won wisdom that we're always talking about here at Mentium. My guest today is Thomas O'Brien, who is the Vice President of Human Resources from Chero Family Estates. And before we begin our conversation, I want to first give you some background information on Tom. Tom began his career with Nestle prior to accepting after 10 years, the role of human resources leader, Latin America for Clorox. While in this role, he was responsible for creating the strategy and direction for 40 HR professionals in 10 countries. Then following several other roles of increasing title and scope at several other companies, Tom then joined Trinchero Family Estates in 2011. And so from his diverse experiences with organizations, industries, and cultures, he really brings a unique combination of business acumen and broad HR knowledge and perspective to the conversation today. Lastly, I do want to share that Tom received his bachelor's in business management from the University of Illinois. However, he and his wife now reside in the warmer environs of California. He's a longtime partner with Mentium. He's served a number of times as what we call our voices of experience for various Mentium educational sessions. And as a mentor, he is currently supporting his 15th mentee. So welcome, Tom. Thank you, Megan. It's great to be with you today, for sure. <laughs> My first question for you, Tom, is, uh, you know, over the years, as I mentioned, you've been on a number of Mentium panels, and the overarching theme is usually dealing with sudden change. Now, in your case, you endured the sudden loss of your first wife early in your career, and of course, it had an immediate impact on you, both personally and professionally, as well as your worldview moving forward. What did you learn as you navigated through this difficult challenge? I've been reflecting on this for quite a while as I was just thinking about it. And uh, as you'd expect, it had a profound effect in terms of how you really think about things and what things are important and the priorities you choose. When you're going through the maelstrom of that kind of change, it's like, holy cow. So I always like to think about it now after 25 years after the fact, it's the key thing is life comes around again if you let it. I think that's the key. And sometimes you have to slow down in order to be, to be ready for what might come. I found a quote some years ago that kind of encapsulated it. And it's by a gentleman by the name of Joseph Campbell. And it's, we must let go of the life that we had planned so as to accept the one that is waiting for us. And, and I think that's, that really encapsulates that whole time and the time that's been since, because if I think about that time in my life and time since, there's really no certainty of any sort in life. And I think the quicker we understand that, the kind of the better off we are. And then when I say, how did you navigate through it? And for me, it was like, it wasn't easy. You know, so the, the underlying message for me is don't try to go it alone. 
you've got to you've got to seek you got to seek out the help that you can find and don't turn your back on anything that's possible in terms of what you can do and it's friends it's family it's professional help which both myself and my daughter got me through going to see a psychologist at the time to help me work through some things and her doing play therapy that I believe was very, very beneficial for her. And so it's really super interesting things as leaning on your network. And of course, I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the classic fails at the time. All those things I just said, <laughs> I didn't necessarily do them all. And that's the beauty of hindsight. I see, you know, my daughter and I, we picked up and we moved to Florida because of this situation in my head, I'm going, I need to try to get away from this. I need to change this situation. I, I, I want all these memories and all these plans that we had and things like that. And so my company that I was working with at the time said, Hey, we've got this job in, in, in Florida and it's managing our international business. And I said, I'll take it. And it's like, when we got there, I've got no network. I've got no friends. I've got no nothing. And it's, what were you thinking? <laughs> so the idea of who are those, that board of directors, if you want to think about it, that you can talk to and bounce things off of, and those people who will give you that sound advice. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess the one thing that, that I really keep coming back to is always be thinking about running to something as opposed to from something. And I think it, that's a great example of the Florida, even though it worked out in the end, it was an example of I was running from something, not to it. It, it's, it seemed like the right thing in the end when I think of my daughter and me and things like that. And I love that reframe. Definitely. I think that's powerful. It always reminds me of when my girls were playing soccer and they always said the goalkeeper was, if you're looking at them and worried about them, Every shot's going to go right at that, the challenge, the, the hurdle for mm -hmm. you. You've got to look at the possibilities and running towards versus running away. I think that's such a powerful reframe. Yeah. No, it's something I've kept with me close. It's applicable to so many circumstances. And when I'm with people, anyone really, when we start talking about change and in life, it's always try to be think, try to think about what your to is as opposed to the from. And it does help people think about it. And I know it helped me and it still does to this day. There's always, always this pull, this push pull. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I mean, I think the other thing that came out of losing my first wife was I became painfully aware of certain kinds of inequities in life. So as an example, as a, you know, single parent who was a man versus a single parent who was a woman, somehow through that process, I became some kind of saint as if taking care of your family and your raising your children was something that just, Hey, men don't do that. It's, and I was treated with such deity almost. It was like, I just can't understand this because my cohort on the other side of the gender ridge were never treated like that. It was expected that yeah. that would happen. And I would always People would say, why? I'm so surprised that you're doing this. And oh, this is really great that you're doing this. And you'd, I'd always be looking at them going, what are you talking about? This makes no sense. It's, I signed up for this. This is, this, is, this is how it works. Raising your kids and your family. And it's, I've got all the foibles you've got, probably more.
yeah. but we're going to keep, we're going to keep slogging through. And, and the good news is 25 years on, she's a very well-adjusted young woman who uh, is now managing her own life. And it's a beautiful situation to see her navigating through her own set of issues and circumstances. And Yeah. And when we were talking earlier, I really appreciated you brought up that interesting perspective of the dad babysits and the mom parents mm-hmm. and the equities of being a solo parent as a dad. And I really appreciated that you had that perspective. And it had me thinking, oftentimes when we go through sudden change, tragedy, it can increase our empathy because we're so appreciative of all, as you say, leaning on our network. And there's there's so many things that if you're open to it, you're going to get something from. And I think that early version of me was more, oh, this is the direction I'm going and this is the way it needs to work and so on and so forth. And it wasn't always accepting of the alternative. And if I think of my whole relationship with Mentium, it really is about an awakening of your mind. And if you're open to the possibilities, there's a lot there for you. It really did help me find balance in my life. I was way out of balance when I think of the early version of me really focused on career. And both Reggie, my wife, was also the same way. We were both very much the same. And and we really, we needed to think differently and all those kinds of things. And if I think other things that I learned is like, there was so many great people that I've had the honor to work with. And there was so many wonderful ideas that sprang from those partnerships that really helped that helped me and hopefully them as well become better versions of themselves. And as you say, you just become a more in tune as a listener and a questioner. And you do see a lot of parallels between people that we're all we're all on the same road at the end of the day and you need to stay in the moment if you can and when i think about the partnerships i've had the mentees i've had and things like that it's like staying in that moment when we're in that conversation and kind of like that circle of trust that you're trying to build the connection that you have it's had a big impact on me And then there's all the things that I've learned tool-wise. If I think about Mentium and the value that they bring, the idea of my personal brand and how I'm able to share that with others and what that looks like. Uh, I call it my seven Ps plus one. And then there's really getting connected with life through like the wheel of life. And how do you find balance in that way? And then the ultimate gift was the negative self-talk that we all have. It's get out of your head, man. (laughs) This is going to be okay. The true introvert in me, it's like, hurry up and slow down. (laughs) Well, and you really, again, you have, of course, all of our mentors mentor wherever they are. You have the mentoring mentality, but in addition to all of that, you have mentored 15 Mentium mentees. So these, of course, are all mentees outside of your own organization. And it's a year-long partnership. And when you think you have been open, and I hear this so often from mentors, how they feel they learned as much as the mentee did. And can you call up any stories or anything that comes to mind, something maybe that surprised you or learning that you really appreciated that you might've taken away from a partnership? Yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's so many different folks who taught me something. If I think of my latest mentee, uh, a wonderful young woman who, through the arc of our relationship, decided to change the role that she was in. And 
it's like now we've switched from, hey, we were working on this thing that had to do with her present job and her present circumstance to this whole new thing that's having to do with her future. And what does this all look like? And it's a really interesting juxtaposition between how we started this relationship to how we are now. And it's all now about the future strategy that we're working our way through. And I get to be the sounding board for a lot of her ideas and all of those ideas are really like stoking the fire that I've gotten going, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should think about doing that. And so it's like that. And if I go back, there's always a circumstance, pretty much every person I've worked with, it's made me stop and go, oh yeah, I should really somehow fit that in somewhere. Because the energy, the interest, the the focus that each one of these professional people have had is just, it's off the charts. And so if I were to ever write a book, there's a lot of good stuff that I've learned that it's hard to relay in just a conversation, but it's, yeah. Yeah. it's gold. First off, spoken like a mentor, but yeah, it is. I've been with Mentium now 16 years, and I don't think there's ever been a better time to have the benefit of a mentor right now. There's just mm. so much change going on. But it is true. Part of what I love about the Cross Company is that you also get to broaden your perspective, not just them as individuals, but the context that they're in. And for example, this mentee, you are really helping her hands-on manage through the change, which sounds like a fair amount of change going on. And so when you think about our listeners um, who are all going through some kind of a change, what have you found has been most helpful, seems to resonate when you're helping coach a mentee, advise a mentee through the change they're dealing with? They, we had touched on it a little bit earlier. It's the staying in tune with the emotions that you're feeling and the reflecting and empathy become foremost in, in the journey because it's all, it's hard. It's easy for our emotions to get the best of us when we're not, when we're in it, when we're in this swirl of it, the more that whole washing machine of emotions really gets you. And so for me, quite often it's the role, it's the role of reflecting back. This is what I'm hearing and this is what it looks like or and so on and so forth. And so we talk our way through it and then we get to that point, the inflection point where we can start going in a specific direction that helps folks self-reflect. And I think that's the part that forces me to do the same thing. It's like when you give advice or you give guidance, you need to be willing to take that same guidance and use it in the same way. So it comes back to me in that form. And I think the other thing is it's, it can be very hard to let go of whatever it happens to be that you're in the middle of moving from the one thing to the next. We want to just hang on to certain things and that doesn't always pay dividends. We're better off understanding that it's time to let that thing go into the, wherever it goes, <laughs> yeah. wherever it goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's easier said than done. And for me as a classic introvert, it's like, you can think too much about certain things too. Yeah. And you got to get out of your head. And that's why the network comes in that board of directors, those people that you trust who can say, do you hear yourself right now? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and when you got a good one, when you got a good set of folks, they'll, 
who will tell you that's the other thing they have to tell you yeah because you don't always you don't always know and it's one of those things that's hard to really understand but that's it yeah and then going with the flow i think is another big part and that may be just me i can go with the flow like the best of them <laughs> That sounds very peaceful. Yeah, I guess. There's no doubt. What makes it fun though? If I, because you never know what the flow will bring you. It's like you find yourself in places or with people or whatever it is. And yeah, you know, yeah. It, it all kind of matters and it all goes together as far as that goes. And you know, life and your career has been very, mentoring is holistic, professional and personal. It all develops together. And certainly you have been a constant learner throughout your life. And so I imagine there's a lot of learning surprises, maybe changes in perspective that it's easy to lose track of because they build upon each other. But I am curious about your perspective. Was there anything that surprised you that you didn't realize that you heard from the other perspective that was something that surprised you? And if I, I, I've surprised as much as didn't expect the way that our lives intersect so much. There's so many things about our lives that are the same, but different. The perspectives that I got from my mentor at the time and really challenged the norms that were in my head, you know, about how you actually handle things. And it just reinforced this idea that you have to be open to all these perspectives. And if you're not, you let great opportunities get away from you. Because it would be easy to dismiss some of the things that we talked about would have been very easy to say, oh, this is going to be fine. When you go, no, you need to stop right here and you need to think about this and then you need to take some action. And so it was the actions that I took in, in terms of changing the way I thought about things, the way I operated, the willingness to be more open. And that's not always easy to do. That's for sure. And that's something, that's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. It is like seeing through other eyes, isn't it? That's the essence of mentoring. Definitely. There's, there's no question. There's no question about it, but you have to feel the person. You have to really understand where they're at and finding out isn't always easy. I would love to be able to reflect back on all the mentor, men, mentor, mentee relationships I had, and they were all perfect because they weren't <laughs> some, that was a couple mentees that just, they, we were on different pages, like totally and completely. And you're going, yeah, this is, this is really not working. Yeah. And I have to assume they were feeling the same way, even though it was never articulated, but I didn't feel like I was helping at all. You know, you say to yourself, okay, what do I need to do to be different? And I need to change this because this is not working. And some of it had to do with, I think the choices that we all have to make. And sometimes when we find ourselves in this situation of it's hard making changes and the specific choices that have to be made as a result is just not easy to do. And it's what's the mechanism, what's the framework for the choices that you have to make. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, if I think about the origin of run to not from, I think it all comes from that idea that a lot of struggle, my own struggles, other people's struggles come from, you need to make choices. And those choices might be different than what you're used to or comfortable with or inside your comfort zone, all those ways of thinking about it. So 
as a mentor, I know that I needed to really change my thought process. And I think once I did some of that self-reflection and really understanding and going in a different direction, things started to click a little bit more. And I think it's, and getting older too, I think all these things go together. It's, I think you and I talked about the three phases of life, the first 30 years, the second 30, and then whatever you have left in the third 30, <laughs> here I am. I'm in the third, I'm in the third 30. And it's like, I'm a very different person than the person in that first 30. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's but still with my foibles. However, <laughs> we got to have these. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can't change everything. That's it. Well, and it's interesting. A lot of this, of course, is the mentoring work you do, the internal work you've done, perspective, all of that. But in addition, your career has been in HR. You've not just led teams of HR professionals. You've helped leaders of all types lead within this context. And there's such a parallel, obviously, between your personal and your professional and how it informs so when you think about with the professional hat on and you're working with leaders, I don't know if what first comes to mind are the young leaders or the older ones set in their ways, but what, what do you find has been uh, most useful to you when you are trying to help leaders in, in a more of a professional setting? Well, it's some of the, first of all, I come at it with, I've got a long track record of experiences, especially in the coaching forum and in the mentoring forum and things like that, because it's a particular passion for me. I think it starts with that. And then it becomes more about breaking through the barriers, helping people see things maybe a little bit differently than they are mm. presently. So it's through being a much more active listener a, a much more connected questioner. Uh, sometimes when you just say things, it's this, that, and the other thing, people are just turned off by that. It's like when it becomes, when it comes at them as a question, now they have to say something. <laughs> okay. And when they're talking and they hear themselves, it's, I don't have to do anything because most people have got a lot of self-awareness. That's the beauty of us as people. We're pretty aware of who we are and what we're about. And it's just, how do you help get them and be willing to challenge? Yes. I think that's the other thing is I find myself challenging a lot of people and I'm not afraid of challenge, but at the same time, I can be over the top sometimes. It's, oh my gosh, would <laughs> stop already, would you? <laughs> I, my Gina, my wife, we've been married for 20 years. We're, so we're coming up on our 20th anniversary. She's got this famous thing when Tom's being Tom. It's now, <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, I'm over the top right now. And she goes, yeah, you're over the top right now. But you need that person yes. who helps balance you out. And that's been Gina for me. She's wonderful. Yeah. And all the things that we've know that she's one of the reasons life comes around again and all these other things that we've talked about. Yeah. If you let it. And mm -hmm. I think when professionally letting a lot of things go has helped immensely. Yeah. And you can't control everything. And once you understand that, it's not, it's not easier. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Much easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. There's no magic wand. That's for sure. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. It takes a lot of, and it has, you have to be open to change and 
be thinking about it and going at it in an organized way, I think is another thing about that, mm-hmm. that, and that's hard to do too. Yeah. Cause you're in it, you're in this thing and it's happening and it's coming at you fast. So yes. slowing it down is hard. So what habits have you created for yourself? Because you you have been successful. And again, none of us are perfect, but you have been pretty successful from all of your life lessons. You have been very self-aware of, as you say, staying in the moment, slowing down. Are there any habits that you've developed that help you do that? Yeah, I think I always try to be planful in what I do. Anytime you're approaching whatever it is that you're trying to do, I try to think about what are the various strategies that I can employ to make it work better for me. There's a lot of planning in there. I think, you know, who are the partners that I could connect with, who can assist, who would bring a perspective to the game, looking for those people that I could really partner with and work with to make it go easier or more smoothly. I always think about what's the simplest way to get that done. Yeah. Get rid of all this complexity and all this, all the things that get in the way. Yeah. I think those are the things that I really think about when it comes to taking action. At the end of the day, it's all about, you got to get stuff done. (laughs) And So that's the number one. I talked about my seven P's plus one. I just talked about three of them and, but they're all focused on getting stuff done. So let's just for a quick moment. I don't know if you have handy or just completely emblazoned on your brain, but why don't you share the P's? (laughs) (laughs) As I said, performance is the first one and and performance is all about getting stuff done. I think the next one that comes after that has to be about being principled to this idea of, Hey, being fair, honest, straightforward, yet always trying to be tactful. And when you're delivering information, you want it to be like that. If you ask me a question, I'm going to give you a straight answer from my perspective. And we talked about the process step. You want things to be simple and flexible and be able to understand that people are going to be able to do this. And it's not that hard. The planning, you can have the best strategies in the world. If they're poorly executed, they're going to be fails. And you don't want that. Perseverance, you have to stick with it. And human resources, I hear no a lot. (laughs) <laughs> no, we're not going to do this. No, we can't do that. We get to this. But it's, if I'm selling an idea with facts and those facts hang together, more often than not, people will go, oh, well, could we do this way instead of that? Sure. Yes. <laughs> I'm willing to negotiate. I'll negotiate my way into anything as far as that goes. For me, it's about passion. You have to, have, in my profession, you have to have passion for two things the passion for the profession. I want to be around people who love what I do as much as I do. So human resource professionals, I love them. I can't get enough of them, you know, and then there's passion for service, right? So we have to be willing to serve. So we're the influencer, the ultimate influencer. We're the one in the back, back of the stage. We're not the star. Other people are stars and we have to be willing to take that role. We're the whisperer in somebody's ear. And that's what we do. Try to help them be better. And we have to get our accolades in that fashion. When we see someone succeed, we go, we had a little little part of that, which is cool. And then my funny P is fun, P-H-U-N. <laughs> it's, it's not rocket science. We can have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. And that's what we have to do. Because if we take things too seriously, no, forget it. I don't take myself that seriously. 
And I expect to have fun on a regular basis while we're getting stuff done. And that's it. And then the last one is it's about partnership. Who are our partners and how do we help them and how can they help us? Yeah. And yeah. it's the things that we're, those are the things that I'm after to a large degree and have been for a long time. It's this wonderful intentionality. I love the P hook, of course, but, um, yes. but it lays out so nicely. All right. Last question, which is a catch-all question, because you've really been pouring out your perspective already. But if I asked you the classic question of what do you know now that you wish you knew then, you know, kind of what we hear so much from leaders, especially starting leaders, all the challenges that they're facing. So what would you like to say that you haven't had a chance yet to? I always think about it as my parents used to say, hey, don't bring embarrassment upon the family when you'd go out. And so I always interpreted that as, hey, always be, always bring your best self. So if I think about what that means, it's like, this version of me can be better. I need to think about it like that. And some of these things that we do struggle running to versus from, we do struggle with the idea of letting things go. And the, if we could just try a little bit better as it relates to that and making the commitment to yourself and then following up on that because it's easy to say it's harder to do and so for me it's make that commitment to yourself to be that better version and then follow up on it Absolutely. if i could just wave the wand and everyone out there just go <laughs> you know what tom i would say you're doing a darn good job passing it on and every you have that mentoring mentality we are so grateful to have you as a partner and thank you so much for saying yes to this conversation this has been just a great conversation but also i think is going to be great perspective for our listeners so Thank you, Tom, for such an open and insightful conversation about change, how it impacts us, our perspective, and, and then passing it on, which, of course, brings us back to the essence and the power of mentoring. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening to this Mentium Matters podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with friends and colleagues. And if you are interested in additional resources, you can find our show notes on the Mentium website. So we look forward to having you back for our next episode.